0: Welcome to track number five of the work of the ministry. Surround me, oh Lord. Let your presence fill this place.
1: Lord, just give Him glory. Motobros and the limosabratari, imokotobo shata mala. Pray for yourself. Tell them all that God, I am a man of prayer. Libata tata tata taya.
2: Imata tata taya. Imosha Boba, the most Satan Likata Kotaria de Remosana. Most Satan of a Sunday, Rebebebe. Rebebe, the most Satan Baba 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 ma ma
1: Let's be, let's be still for a moment. Let's be still for a moment. Let's be still for a moment. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord's somebody, please. Amen. Now you may be seated. Amen. Pastor Andy, we are going on a short break. Ten minutes. Okay. Are, are we eating during this camp? Ten morning, in my church. That God, give me volume, please. God is stronger than Satan. Only three people heard what I said. God is stronger than Satan. God is stronger than Satan. I don't know why you always behave and pretend as if if Satan comes. If Satan comes into the picture and God is there, then Satan will win. I don't know why I don't, know, I don't know why. Why is it that when it comes to God and Satan, you always fear Satan more than you fear God? Am I talking to somebody here? You know when, the, when Satan is like a demon has come into the prison, And you have been preaching in the name of Jesus. You have been preaching in the name of God. You can't sleep. You can't sleep. Why can't you sleep? I know people, they can't. say they can't sleep with the light off. Why can't you sleep with the light off? I'm scared. What are you saying? I'm scared. God has told you in Psalm 91 that I will give my angels charge over you. So, what you are telling God is that you have given me the wrong security. He said, I will give my angels charge. My angels will look after you. But you fear the demon more than you fear the angel. It's a mistake. God is stronger than Satan. God, I mean, think of it. Have you thought of it before? In fact, these days when I meet demons and things, I, I don't have time for them. I just command them to get out. Look, I'm sick and tired. Foolish devil, get out. Please. I remember the other time I was, I was, I was, I was, there was, this person who I had a problem with, and he was manifesting. And I was praying for him, I prayed for, him for a while. And they said, oh, okay. The, the demon said, I have gone. I have gone. I have gone. And I said, you think I'm a fool? If you have gone, then who is the one talking? You think I'm stupid, you see? Then he was like, oh, I've gone. I've gone. I've gone. I said, if you have gone, then who is the one talking? Come on, in the name of Jesus. I continue to pray for, pray for, pray for, pray for. He left. Because he hears Jesus, he, its like somebody who is hanging from a tightrope. He will struggle and struggle and struggle. They will struggle for the demons when you are coming. They will struggle with you. Otherwise, it—the Bible will not call it wrestling. The Bible says you are wrestling against flesh and blood. Wrestling means that there will be some time of contention, and you will spend some time with the person. That is why it's not uh, for you dismiss. There's a point but there's a point where it's wrestling. You throw, you throw, then you hold him, then you see the two re- people wrestling, then you throw them, on, but, but you, you, will, you will win. Comfort yourself. Have that at the back of your mind, that uh, it's true, I'm wrestling, I'm struggling now, but I will win. Because I am the winner. It is the match that even before they finish, we know the winner already. As why well, God is disappointed when he has given you the winner uh, the witness certificate. Then when you go, then you're scared, and the devil will do what he, want to do he wants to do with you're Amen. Prayer. And we told, I told. I mentioned that prayer is part of the armor of God. Amen. Amen. Praying always with all kinds of prayer. <laughs> Listen, you must believe what what the Word of God says. You must believe it all kinds. You must have all times of all kinds of prayer in your life. Don't be a one-way praying person. Love me, I'm very gentle. You know, since I was born, I've never researched. Okay, you continue. (laughs) Jesus prayed to his sweat his sweat came. Not, some of you have not prayed till you were sweating before. Sweat, you prayed till sweat was dropping from your body. Pastor Andy, you, was, you, you, you prayed to sweat and you have to take off your shirt and continue. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Alright, prayer because prayer creates and gives birth to new dimensions in ministry. Amen. Travail. listen, whilst we're praying, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And one one of the things he said is that you have stayed too long in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria. And it is time to move out to the uttermost parts of southern Africa. You are too comfortable here. And you see, this same thing happened to the church, the early church. They had stayed in the upper room, the Holy Spirit had come. Peter prayed first day 3,000 converts, the next day 5,000 converts. And the church was doing well. You know, people had sold their things, brought money to them. Nobody lacked anything. The church was doing well, but God still was not happy because that was not the commandment he gave to the church. He had asked them to go to Jerusalem. Fine, they were in Jerusalem. Now move to Judea. And then after move to Samaria and then move out. Pretoria, fine. Mami Lodi, nice. Shushanguvi, it's okay. Now you've moved further a bit to Samaria. Now you're in Joburg. But Joburg, we all know that Joburg and Pretoria is almost the same place. Because a lot of you live in Pretoria and work in Joburg, Or you've never, you've never seen that before. It's never happened before that somebody, Pastor, you're a big liar. Has somebody been in Pretoria and worked in Johannesburg before? It's never, it's never true. So you know that Joburg and Pretoria is really, it's like Jerusalem and Samaria. It is time for us to hear Lighthouse Chapel. Where? Cape Town. And where? And where? And, and where? Please give me, I don't, if I. And Petersburg. And where? And where? Dayburg. Port Elizabeth. Where one of and one of the Tatars. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah! Listen, listen, until we start to hear of Lighthouse Church Chapel in one of the Tatars, we have we haven't done our work at all. Because because listen, 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 listen. All the places we are calling, we realize that those places are nice cities with shopping malls and um, uh, cinemas and. Um, Comfortable living and the possibility of having a good job, but I want we want to go into the, the one of the tartars, the um tartars, the um tartars and the am tartars and the im tartars and um tartars and the kom tartars and the kam tartars and, and something tartar. Is somebody hearing me? Oh, I'm serious. I am serious. And and that is the only way that we can have a thousand. Don't forget, we are talking about a thousand. A thousand Lighthouse churches in this part of Africa. We can do it. Amen. 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 And some of you must give yourselves up. And let me tell you something. When you people start to plan your lives because of the work, you will experience blessings that you never imagined. And what you are looking for, God will actually preserve it and give it to you. What am I saying? Some of you are students and some of you are working. I'm sorry, some of you are students and some of you will be finishing school and when you finish school, you will have the opportunity you know the big cities. I don't know about here, but the big cities, there are some jobs that are easy. You can easily get them in smaller towns than in bigger cities. And some of you must make spiritually strategic moves. I'll uh, say so that you, you must make a spiritually strategic move to a remote place, not because of how much you are going to be paid, but because you know in that place I can establish a church. Oh, God. Charlie, spark the guy. I think we'll be going back to, to the way the faces are. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Let me tell you something. If you don't do it, God will force you to do it. Or, or you, haven't read, you haven't read the Bible before? That the early church were very comfortable and then they killed James. Then they killed Stephen. And people realized that staying in Jerusalem was not safe anymore. Then you hear that Philip moved into Samaria to preach Christ. If they hadn't started killing some of the church members, they would all be comfortable in Jerusalem. I beg you, don't wait for me and some others to be Our heads to be cut off before you start moving. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't wait for a time that Pretoria is not safe anymore. It's not safe to live in this city. That you are all running, running to the Tartars. You are running to the Tartars. When you could have voluntarily told the Lord that, God, I hear your voice calling me. I know, I know I may sound foolish. I know when I tell my parents, they will not understand. I know that when I tell my parents, it will be a struggle. But God, I want to obey you. And therefore, make a way. And you see, Pastor Clufio, he doesn't come from South Africa. He doesn't come from here. He's from Ghana. But he's here. He doesn't work in Pretoria. At first, he was where? I think it was in Eastern Cape or something. One of the Tatars. (laughs) He is in Pretoria because of the church. He had to make a spiritually strategic move. And even when he came, it wasn't that he was getting a job in Pretoria. His job was where? In Pumalanga, Somewhere. So every morning he travels 80k and then comes back. And goes and comes and goes and comes because of the church. Why will God not bless him? If Lucy, a lot of times when we talk about God blessing, we always think about, you know, blessing clothes, shoes and in heaven. Listen, let me tell you something. When we go to heaven, a lot of us will be surprised. Because the people we think will be champions in heaven may not be the champions in heaven. Those we feel, those big names we see and the big names we watch on TV and the people who have big ministries and have written a thousand books and have, dude, we think that when we go to heaven also they will be big there. I mean, of course, I'm not saying that they will not be big. But the kind of things God is looking for and those who are underground those we don't hear of, those names we've never heard before. Last week we had a very powerful convention in Accra called the Integrity Conference, and there was a pastor who came from Nigeria, a, 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 a Ghanaian who's gone to Nigeria to do God's work. Nobody knows, but even when they introduced him, nobody really clapped or anything. You know how when they introduce somebody, and everybody's like. Well, I mean, when they introduced him, it was this man in Nigeria. He has established, I hear, like 23 churches single handedly in a foreign land. He's there, and they said that some of the churches that he's, he's established, there are no roads. You have to ride in a boat, a canoe, over a river to get to that place. He may not be on TV. He may not drive a BMW, and those are the things we look at. But when we get to heaven, where it, where it really matters, I believe that these are the kind of people who will be champions. Oh, only two people, two people, only two people are listening to me. Yeah. Do you want to be a champion for Christ? We need to hear you spreading out, spreading out, spreading out, spreading, moving, spreading, moving, spreading, moving, spreading, going, 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 going. We now hear you're here. and, oh, and oh, where is this and then, and then no, you see, because what will happen is that. When that begins to happen, instead of we coming as individuals, what we call the next camp, you.
3: Amen. We want to pray for a short while. Hallelujah. It's good to pray, isn't it? Alright. Powerful. I believe that a lot is being said, but we, but we also need to pray about it. Amen. So I want us to continue what we began to pray about, about um, the thousand churches. We'll keep on praying until we see it come to pass. Hallelujah. And And now I want us to focus on some nations like what which 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 countries come into mind? Okay, so as led. Yes. Mozambique, yes. Sorry? Angola, Namibia, Lesotho, Zimbabwe, more churches in Zimbabwe, Zambia, Botswana, Ethiopia on the east. Anyway, I want us to focus. These countries in your spirit and begin to pray. Light our churches there. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, we give you praise. Mm-hmm. We adore you, O God, for the possibility of doing your work in our lifetime. In the name of Jesus, we lift up o God these nations before you. Swaziland, Lord, South Africa, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, mm-hmm. Namibia. And all other nations, Lord, in the southern part of Africa, in the name of Jesus, we, O God, establish churches there. We establish churches. We, we implant thousand churches in Zimbabwe, O God, because we pray for an increase, an increase, an increase, an increase, an increase. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
1: We thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, maybe see the point number six. Point number six. Pray because prayer is the first apostolic command to, ev- to every minister. Prayer is the first apostolic command. 1 Timothy 2, 1-3. Two, Pray because prayer is the first apostolic command to every minister. We'll just go through these last points quickly. Amen. What does it say? First Timothy 2, verse 1, to 3. All right. It says, I exhort therefore of God our Savior. I exhort therefore that first of all. That's, that's Paul talking to Timothy. Timothy was the pastor of a church and, and, and Paul was, was writing to Timothy and he was, he was instructing, instructing him as to how to do the ministry. And he said that I exhort Therefore, that first of all prayer. Peter, are you getting the pattern? You see, when you are going to begin anything apostolic, when you are talking about an apostle, you are talking about somebody who starts works, somebody who goes around to start churches. Some people have a special apostolic gift. They are good at establishing churches. One such person is Reverend Kingsley J.C., who started the church here. It's a gift. He and wherever he goes, by the time he if he's there for three days, he will leave before he leaves. There'll be a church there, and it is a gift. But however, it is true that some are gifted with their gift. But everybody has also been called to apostolic ministry. Do you understand? We all have the opportunity to start something, and everybody needs to, at one point in time, try to start something. And, and Paul is saying that I exhort you, therefore, that first of all, prayer and supplications first. Do you understand me? When they say, hey, move to uh, Mpumalanga and start a church there, what is the first thing you're going to do? Make telephone calls. Oh, yeah, because it's part of starting a church. When you go to a place, you call at least those you, you know around. Tell them, well, I'm in town. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, it's fine. What are you doing? Are you on a visit? No, I'm not on a visit. I'm around. I, I think I like this part of the country. Said, oh, true. When we are trying to leave here, I come. He said, oh, yes, it doesn't matter. So what is it? Oh, I'm trying to start a church. Said, oh, ah, okay. Oh, you're said invited. Said, oh, yeah, said, ah. said, oh, yeah just, you can just come once, see. But meanwhile, after each other person, you just come once. You, you spend your time on, on your knees praying for that person. You see, you, you, you don't start by a lot of work. If I were you, I would start by prayer work. Do, 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 you, do you understand what I'm saying? Prayer is important because it is the first step. When you go somewhere, start with prayer. Start by praying. Start by diffusing the activity of Satan in the area. Start by capturing the souls of men. Start by—I exhort them for the first of all. All right, so it's important because it's the first. Amen. Let's let's move on. Pray because. Pray because the apostles refused to give up prayer when they were under pressure from administrative duties. I'll say that again. Pray because the apostles refused to give up prayer when they were under pressure from administrative duties. Acts 6, 2 to 4. Acts 6, 2 to 4. I'm reading. Just follow. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables, wherefore brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word <laughs> we will give ourselves continually to prayer you see what had happened for those of you who do not, may not know this story like i told you that the church in jerusalem had grown and they were doing very well and one of the things that they did was they used to administer um, the lord's table so when they come they pray over the bread like jesus instructed and then they share the food. And at a point, I think that there, there were a group of women who were saying that anytime they share the bread, they don't get as much as the others get. You, you understand me? And anytime you start a church, you will get complaints and problems and things coming up. And the temptation is for you to get caught up in these things. To the point that the real things that you must do begin to suffer. You begin to chase people around. You begin to do people's problems. And somebody comes and you say, okay, let's go and pray here. <laughs> and let's do this. And let's do that. And you use administrative duties. You are balancing accounts. You are doing all kinds of things. But at that point, Peter said, that, look. I understand. I, I'm not saying that these things are not important. and Let us also not try and make it look like they are not important. They are very important. Otherwise, he would not have told them to elect people full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Uh, are, you, are you following me? Please follow me because we have almost finished. He said choose people who are full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom to take up these duties. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer. Every pastor must know that your real work is the prayer and the word. That is your work. If anything comes up at a point, do your best to release it to somebody to do. Are you following what I'm saying? Try your best try your best. I mean, of course, you may have to get involved and so on, but never do it to the point where your prayer and your word is suffering. Because let me tell you, the prayer and the preparation and the word, nobody sees it. It's it's, it's you alone, you're at home, you're in your closet. There are times when you are praying, not even there are times, when you are praying you must turn your phone off. There is no one more important than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And nobody can disturb that meeting. Nobody. Nobody can disturb the meeting you have with your father. Bishop tells me, he said, the other day, so, uh, there, were, there were some pastors who can to see him, and they told him that, oh, you know, there's this uh, problem that I've started, i started, mean, there's this problem in town that uh, we, the churches, we want to address, and want to go and meet with um, some politicians to sit down with them and reason it out, and And we we wanted some of the men of God in town to come along so that we have a very strong representation. And, and, And Bishop immediately saw that this was going to be a waste of time. Do not be deceived at all when you see like, minist- uh, like preachers and uh, uh, reverend ministers they are sitting around maybe uh, the vice president or the president in the in conference room and they are on SABC1 and you see them on the news e-news. Uh, th- Today five pastors from five different churches came and they saw the president they mentioned in the meeting that the church needs to um, influence more their communities and show more kindness and charity. It's useless. You may think that, oh, you came on TV. And so, oh, this may be a very important opportunity for me. Bishop immediately saw that. Next, he told the person who invited him, oh, I'm really sorry. I had planned this at a very important meeting with um, somebody very important. So he said, he's oh, this person is very important. So I may not be able to make it for this particular meeting. said, yes, oh yeah. said, okay. What meeting did he have? He had a meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He had a meeting to sit down from one point in time to, uh, to spend time with God in prayer. And he would not sacrifice it for anything. And because he has chosen not to sacrifice it for anything, that is why we have what we have today. Because let me tell you, a prayer prayer it is like charging a battery depending on how long you put the charger on the battery that will also determine how long your battery will run it's like that if you don't know I am telling you that the more you pray the more grace abounds to you the bible talks of Cornelius the bible says for he used to give alms to the poor and he used to pray daily and when God appeared to Cornelius he said Cornelius for uh, your alms and your prayer have come as a memorial before me. In other words, when you pray, there is something in heaven that measures, if it is like maybe a screen, everybody's prayer comes up, and God was looking at that screen, and he saw Cornelius like the stock exchange, high up there. He said, my God, whose Dow Jones Industrial Average is shooting up into the sky? And the, the angel said, "Oh, there's this gentleman uh, back in uh, Jerusalem called Cornelius. He is a gentile, though." And God said, God, look at, look at. This is stock that we must buy. This is stock that we must buy. We must buy this stock. Send immediately an angel to my chief servant down there called Peter." God didn't send any of the yafu yafu people there down there. He sent Peter himself to Cornelius, a gentile. Peter received vision with address. God was talking to him, and showed that he lives on fifty-five Acadia Road. That man is there because of his prayer. Anytime you stop praying, then your memorial starts starts going. Shh. And you say, "Your Dow Jones, and that's why I to the lowest in twenty years." There's a crisis on your prayer market because you are serving bread and you are attending to widows when you are, you've actually been called to pray are you people with me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the apostles did not allow the pressures of administrative duties to quench the importance of prayer in their ministry. Amen. We've almost finished. Let's go on. I believe that you are understanding what is happening. Amen. (laughs) I love this point. I love this point. I love this point. Pray because prayer is the greater part of Christ's ministry. Pastor, how do you know? Because when we read the Bible, we hear preaching here. We hear preaching here. We hear preaching here. We hear him casting out devils here. Now you are telling us that the greater part of Christ's ministry was prayer. How long was Christ's ministry here? Three years, okay. Um, by calculation, Jesus has left, let's say, an average 2,000 years. He's been away for 2,000 years during this time what is jesus doing <laughs> what is jesus doing let's turn our bible let's not guess let's turn our bibles bible tell us hebrew 7 Hebrews 7.25, are you there? Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost That come unto God by him. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. You see, as we are sitting here, what Christ is doing is that he's interceding on our behalf. He's interceding on our behalf in heaven. He said, have you seen my people in South Africa? Lord, show them favor. I know you have a lot of children, but remember these ones. Please, Lord, they are about to start a thousand churches in that part of Africa. God, it's a good thing. Lord, please help them. Father, my father, my father, help these ones. My, and that is what he's doing, and it's exactly what we are supposed to be doing. Christ is our example. Till we grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Bible says, looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, And therefore, Christ is our example. If Christ has decided that he will use three years to do, you know, up and down preaching, then he will use 2,000 years to pray, then please, I cannot emphasize it more, we need to pray. Amen? Amen. Let's go on quickly. Let's go on quickly. The next one is Greatness in ministry depends on intercessory prayer. I'll give you two scriptures. Isaiah 53 verse 12. Then 1 Samuel 12:23. 1 Samuel 12:23 is a verse that God gave me not too long ago. Isaiah 53, 12. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. In other words, therefore, I will rank him among the great ones. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. He hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many and made intercession the transgressors the reason why god will count you among the great ones is because you prayed for sinners amen if you read the book by rick Joyner and the chapter on the white thrones the white throne sorry rejoiner makes a comment he said that when you go when you look on the white throne or when you look at the throne sorry when you look at the thrones in heaven and those who are seated in the white thrones he said he realized two categories missionaries, one. The other was praying mothers. Praying mothers. Mothers who had wayward children, but decided that till they see their children change, they will not stop praying. God will give you a portion among the great. Your amens have gone down. I don't know what is happening. <laughs> God will give you a portion among the great when you intercede. 1 Samuel twelve twenty three. 23. Pastor Andy, please read the King James for me. 1
3: Samuel 12, Moreover, As for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Moreover, God
1: forbid that I sin against the Lord. What was his sin? By ceasing to pray for you. This was the prophet Samuel speaking. He said, God forbid that I sinned against God. Recently, I realized that the prayer I I prayed for my sheep had gone down. And God showed me this verse. I've never seen it before. He told me that when you stop praying for the ministry, you stop praying for those who are under you. You stop praying for those who God will give to you in the future. You are actually sinning against God. That is what someone said. He said, God forbid that I sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray. Prayer will make you great in the ministry. 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 ministry. Hallelujah. The next one is, we must pray because prayer releases captives. We must pray because prayer releases captives. look for 18 The last part is to preach deliverance to the captives. Amen. The last point on this thing that I I'm talking about and then we'll move on to something else. We need to pray because prayer availeth much. <laughs> I'll say that again. We need to pray because prayer availeth much. James 5:16. Prayer availeth much. Let me give you a few words that uh, uh, avail means. To avail means to succeed. One, to succeed. To avail means to prevail. To avail means to overcome. To avail means to be able to do something. To be able to do something. The next one is, to avail means to be strong. The next point is to, sorry, the next meaning for avail is to be strong against an opposing force. The next one means to avail sorry the next one is to be helpful to avail means to be helpful Amen To avail means to be helpful To avail means to make an impact It means to strike an impression It means to be effective. And finally, it means to accomplish much. Now listen. Listen to, oh sorry, please finish writing. Because we come to the last point. One of the things about prayer is that Prayer doesn't look impressive. Prayer doesn't look impressive because as Christians, not as Christians, as human beings, we are used to instant things. Do you understand me? We are used to, we press a button and something happens. That is what we are used to. We are used to, I press, I put my ATM card in the teller, then I press, P, and the money comes out. So we prefer ATM card to prayer. Please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that if you need money and you have money in the ATM, don't go for it. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that because of the nature of our lives, the our prayer doesn't impress us anymore. For example, this evening when we're praying for the thousand churches,
0: <laughs>
1: the Lord told me that some of the people praying do not believe that this is the prayer that will give birth to the thousand churches. I <laughs> said, so some of the people praying, they are not praying as if. Thousand churches depends on this prayer. If the thousand churches depended on your prayer, then we have a long way to go. The Bible says that the effectual and the fervent prayer. Of the righteous man. When we talk about the righteous man, then of course, someone says, okay, I can pray effectually. Someone says, I can pray fervently. But when it comes to the righteous part, I don't think that I am one of those people. Do you know who a righteous man is? A righteous man is a man who believes God. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. And it was counted unto him as righteousness. We're, we're, about we're, talking, we're not talking about somebody who doesn't do any wrong. And usually, as Christians, we've narrowed it down to three sins smoking, drinking, and having sex. If I don't do these things, then I'm righteous. And then you add the minor, there's a major section and the minor. The, major, the minor was lying, stealing, and then um, what? Gossiping. <laughs> so, God, at least I qualified the major. The minor, there's some little problem with the gossiping. But um, you can consider. <laughs> help me, Jesus. I say, help me, Jesus. Help me, but that is not righteousness. Because God said that even that righteousness, when it appears to God, is like a filthy rag. So that is not what God is talking about. God is talking about we being able to believe in that thing, that silly thing that is called prayer. Praying in tongue. Rabba ba What is raba What is raba what, what, what is Rabababa, ba rabababa? ba rabababa. Rabababa. what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? The devil will tell you what is wrong with you? What do you mean? What shalama 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 shalama? For you to be able to believe that your chukku a boom, a boom, a boom. When God sees that you believe in the prayer, not only, so because you believe in it, you take it serious and you do it effectually and you do it fervently. Immediately that thing rises to God. He said that this man believes in me. He's a righteous man. What is he praying about? And God hears, Lord, Lord in southern africa a thousand churches. Ah, angels please begin to move go go here go here there's a principality in this place please go and fight him quickly and who is the one going uh-huh. yes bless him with their car you need a car in this place then go this that, that. but let's pray for a thousand churches
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Um, Thousand Mm. Mm. Let me let me let me let me also say something. Let me also say this that apart from that, we also a lot of times cannot match the prayer with the result immediately like i cannot say that you know we 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 are gathered here today because of somebody's prayer but i cannot say that oh it was the prayer that this particular person prayed on the 7th of january 1983 do you understand me